This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Julian and Chantel and all the crew. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York City. Gordon, there's a new Nick, but it's not all the Bing bong. No, but uh, you know what? I think it's uh, kind of in line with what I was <laughs> thinking. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted the Knicks to make a trade, well, they, they did make a trade. Yes, they, they did. They have done something. Yes, they have. They have done something. Now, normally, and, and I don't want to be a guy that's going to, you know, criticize the move already, right? I don't want to be that guy. But I will just say this. Normally, I'm a guy who doesn't like to trade small, uh, big for small. Of course. You know, I, I normally like to, if, if I can go big for big or small for big, that's what I like to do. Josh Hart is, like, if I remember correctly, like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, about that. Uh, average is just under 10 points a game for Portland. I think, to be honest, that Cam Reddish will probably get more playing time in Portland than he got here, but that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he sees the court, he will get more playing time there than there. But for me, Josh Hart is going to – he's a guy – I just see him, Gordon, as another guy that's going to cut another score that could possibly come off the bench for the Knicks. Yeah. And I and don't I don't really... know uh, – you know, it, 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 it doesn't do anything for me. But what it does do, I guess, is it means that uh, he's looking – the Knicks are looking for another score. They needed a wing player. They still may do something else, Gordon. But this move is kind of like, okay, we're getting somebody to replace quickly because quickly is getting a lot of minutes, and we need another guard to come off that bench to do some scoring. So I, that that's what it says to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense outside of the fact that Cam Reddish was never going to play here. Right. So the fact that he was never going to play here, all right. I'm assuming that Josh Hart is going to get more playing time. Assuming that Tibbs is on board with this acquisition uh, in a way that he was not clearly with the the Cam Reddish one. But again, it doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, I think Cam Reddish is a better overall talent. I don't even think that's really close mm-hmm. than than Josh Hart. And you had to tr- you you traded for Cam Reddish. You gave up a pick. A first round pick then and then you had to attach another first round pick to get rid of him <laughs> yeah. so that's not exactly great uh, asset uh, management by by leon rose mm-hmm. leon i mean it's starting to and look the team again i don't want to be like making it out like it's a disaster or they're bad you know they are what they are but at some point, Leon Rose has got to make the move that we got Leon Rose to go make. Mm-hmm. Because this is just, to me, this is just kind of running in place and, and, and does not really add a whole lot. Again, he's going to take the place of a guy who is not playing at all, so that's better. But uh, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. And it kind of, this is what I thought that they were going to do. Alec Burks, I, I, I said that last night because I think kind of Alec Burks might address more of the issues that the Knicks have than, than Josh than Josh Hart does, but it, it's going to be a tweak. Uh, yeah, and I would not absolutely. be surprised if they make another little tweak here or there, but this is kind of the move that I was expecting. Nothing yeah, big. nothing big. And they're going to make their big move in the offseason. We, we know that. And, and they're going to – and listen, because they are playing 
above their heads right now, Gordon. I just think that they, the front office wants to wait and see how this plays out. How far do we go? Do we make the playoffs? If we do, how far do we get in the playoffs? And then that'll kind of take them as to where they're going to go. Um, the response to Josh Hart has been very positive from the analysts. I mean, Richard Jefferson was excited about it. Jalen, Jalen um, Rose is excited about it. Uh, so, you know, I, I understand that from, from a guard standpoint and for somebody that can come off the bench and, and give you some extra scoring, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, a possibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's an addition. But they're still kind of small to me, Gordon, and and that's what that's what I get concerned about. Now, listen, if he if he can hit the three and starts to spread the floor, then yes, he will be a welcome addition. And listen, as you mentioned, he's already gonna he's already gonna see more time than Cam Reddish. So we knew Cam Reddish was gone, and, and it's just a matter of him. You need to move on. And so it was. Guess what? It was another bad move. So he wasn't gonna play. You need to move on, and let's see what the Josh Hart can do. Yeah, it does not, to me, uh, does not, and again, I was not expecting some major move. It doesn't seem like a major move is out there to be made. It doesn't seem like there's a major player to be out there that it's out there to, to go out and get if you're Leon Rose. But you just take a look at the, the resume of Leon Rose. I mean, there's been a lot of misses here, and, and clearly you have now admitted Cam Reddish, the acquisition of Cam Reddish was a miss. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to be too uh, enthusiastic about this move when the, the move you made this time last year was a complete flop. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of shows you, like when the Knicks bring in and, and acquire all these draft picks, it sounds mm-hmm. cool. We got all these picks. We got nine picks in, in four years. And all. But they're using some of these picks to, to get role players. Like Cam yeah. Reddish was a role player who never played, and now they're, they're attaching another first-round pick to, to get Josh Hart, who's going to be a, a role player here. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I still think this team is in, in pretty good shape. You have to think that Josh Hart is going to give you a whole lot more, but um, mm-hmm. I think clearly Jalen Brunson's reaction, he was the most enthused about this deal. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Know, I don't know Nick because he knows him. Match that enthusiasm <laughs> by any stretch. Yeah, because he knows him. Uh, they won the championship mm-hmm. together yeah, yeah. in college, so yeah, he knows sure. he knows what he brings to the table. Uh, you know, I, and I understand that he he's versatile. He can play you know multiple positions. He can play the two. He can play the three. He can defend some threes. Uh, you know, and, and listen, that's going to help take some pressure off Quentin Grimes, Gordon, because Quentin Grimes is guarding everybody. He's defending yeah. everybody. He was he was on Luca when they played Dallas. So at least here you have you know a chance to now free up Quentin Grimes, where Grimes can now you know Gordon give you a little bit more on the offensive end too. You know the other part of this is that, and again, it's not a big part of it mm-hmm. that Josh Hart is a CAA client. Yeah, and that is the former agency of of Leon Rose. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that though th- that that's a major factor in all the moves that they made. That was a, that was one of the reasons why I was confident they were going to draft Obi Toppin because he was a CAA client, and right. and and Halliburton was not. Um, I, I don't know. It does not. It, again, it's not a big move, but it's another one that makes you you look at Leon Rose and say, boy. When you you you're going to be judged on the big move you make, but it better get here sooner rather than later because these moves are not are not moving the needle in any way. Right, they aren't. They aren't. So we'll we'll wait and see how he's used. We'll wait and see what he brings to the table. And once again, you know, we're just speculating. And and see, here's the the crazy thing here is because it's Tom Thibodeau, and you're not really sure if he's in on it. You're not really sure of the 
communication because of what's happened previously, mm-hmm. whether he liked the deal, doesn't like the deal. Cause I mean, you know, we played the audio from him last night. He's like, we're, we're happy with the way the team is, you know, we, we, we like what's happening here. Well, you know, but once again, he, he's got to be happy in a sense, Gordon, that he now can have another option. Yeah. And, and what Rose and Wesley's job is, is to give him as much, tools to put in the toolbox, right? So that he can go in there and reach in and, and get some players out of there to help him. And, uh, you know, th- he can't continue to keep playing these guys 39, 40 minutes a night with the short rotation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hope somebody has explained that to Tibbs because it would not surprise me at all if uh, that's that, that continues to happen. Uh, I would hope that they're on a, on the same page with this trade because clearly they were not on the same page when they when they made the Cam Reddish deal. We're like, wow, that was a, a surprise. I wonder how he's going to fit in, and he never mm-hmm. did. No, so he never you're, did. You're right. Uh, this is uh, it. Might only be a spackle knife, but every once in a while you need a spackle knife. So it is another tool in the toolbox where you didn't have a spackle knife before because you were never playing Cam Reddish. But um, we shall see. We shall see how things uh, mix in because again, I don't think it it really addresses. The major concerns, but I don't know. Maybe they feel like the the, the three point uh, issue is is something they can. I don't know how they feel like they're going to be able to fix it from within, but there is still time before the trade deadline. So yeah, it'll they still it, can make another. We'll move. keep it interesting. Yeah, they still can make another move, and and we'll see what they do. But uh, you know, um, out of all the guys that sit at the end of the bench, Cam Reddish clearly was the last guy. Like obviously, we've seen Fournier play a little bit. Yeah, I would think that Derrick Rose would have played before Cam. I don't know the last time Derrick Rose played, but I would think that he would play before Cam Reddish did. It was clear Cam Reddish was not going to be here, so yep. not a, not a huge shock that he's the guy that gets moved. No, not a huge shock at all. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, Gordon, we'll turn our attention to the NFL. Roger Goodell spoke today, and one of the comments he made was. Pretty staggering. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty staggering. And even though it's a short show, I think we have some time for an Aaron Rodgers watch. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, retirement, darkness mm-hmm. retreat, isolation. Yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers. He loves putting out that content, baby. Oh, and he does such a great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's early. It's still Super Bowl week. Just think, we got all offseason to hear from Aaron Rodgers. We'll start it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Aaron Rodgers Watch. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Aaron Rodgers Watch. Aaron Rodgers Watch. You'll have a glass of scotch and chill out a little bit. That's a good idea. Maybe by then he'll come out of isolation. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer is here with our Aaron Rodgers watch. Now, when does he, has he decided when he's going in? I mean, I, I would assume he's going to watch the Super Bowl, right? He's not going to go in there before then. Um, I'm not sure. Let's because ask him. Tomorrow's already Thursday. Yeah, let's ask him, Gordon. Here, here, here's Aaron Rodgers on his darkness retreat. Okay. Four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? 
You go to Alaska? Not Alaska. No, I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Beautiful. That's a lot Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months. And it's coming up in a couple weeks. You have that right, so- darkness of the heart. Darkness of the heart. So, no. Would you ever try that, Larry? Would you ever say, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm not saying four days. I think you have to work your way up to four days. I would think so. Yeah. I would think let's do a day at a time here. Yeah, I agree. Come check on me in 24 hours. Yeah. Would you ever try that? Go into complete darkness. No light whatsoever for 24 hours. I don't think I can do that. I feel like I would go insane. We suck. I don't think I could do that. I think you would you'd have to sleep most of the time. Yes. And then I would then I would probably talk myself crazy. I'd be yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I, I would be tired of talking to myself. The last thing I want in in recreation is to get more into my own head. I'm in my own head enough. I need to get out of my head. The last thing I need is to be alone with my thoughts. My thoughts are what's destroying me, Larry. You don't need more of you. No. I need less of me. I want none of me. Yeah, that wouldn't work for me. I don't think I could. I certainly couldn't do four days. I oh, think no, that's, no, 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 no. That's out of, no. You're out of your head. Yeah, All he right. Is. Well, uh, he's not in there yet. Uh, there has not really been uh, any real news today about uh, Aaron Rodgers, but let's, uh, let's run the simulator and uh, see. You know, it's another day... Time is part of the the algorithm. Yesterday was 71%. Today, the odds of the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. 71.3%. So not much movement, Larry. Only 0.3. But still, it's moving in the right direction. It's not dropped off. Well, you know, this... The Jet fans are hanging on by a thread to your computer board because everything you hear is it's either the Raiders or retirement. That's what you're hearing uh, outside mm-hmm. outside of our watch, outside of your computer. You're, that's what you're kind of hearing to the point that, Gordon, we're hearing a former quarterback that you're familiar with that the Jets may end up with that you oh, talked about. That would be about. Ryan Tannehill. That would be Ryan Tannehill. Who Ooh, and, boy. And I got to tell you. Oh, my God. That's not, that's not good. Fans? That's oh, not good. Oh, my God. Now, I'm like, what, what, why is he? How come we're not hearing Jimmy G's name mentioned, Gordon? We know he's not going back to the Niners. They made that clear. Yeah. To me, it has to be. And I, I don't think Derek Carr is. And, and I said that on Saturday. And then mm-hmm. I saw a report. Uh, I think it was on Sunday. Maybe it was Monday from Rich Samini, who knows the Jets better than anybody. Yep. Saying essentially the same thing that it doesn't seem like Derek Carr is really one of their. It would it would be a weird fit, right? You go get, um, you go get Nathaniel Hackett, and you just bring in Derek Carr, and you're gonna have to pay him a ton of money, or you're gonna have to trade yeah. for him, and that that didn't make any sense. So right. I would think that if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo has to be yes, the next guy. Yes. If they if 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 they wind up with Ryan Tannehill. In a year where you have to make the playoffs, who boy, that is a that would be a real indictment of Joe Douglas. And I don't mm-hmm. think that Joe Douglas has gotten nearly enough blame. He blew the second pick in the draft. This yeah, whole has. process, this whole rebuild, is banking on the quarterback 
And it's clear it's he he got it completely wrong. Yep. Well, what's how what what's helped him has been Gardner and Wilson. That, yeah. that took the that well, look, took, he, he's drafted some good players. He's picking in the top ten picks every year. He's got multiple absolutely. picks every single year. But I'm saying that took the that took it away this year because everybody's like, hey, look at what we got with Gardner. Look at what we got, you know, and, and Wilson, oh, you know. But he, they haven't forgotten the fact that he's he blew this and, you know, oh, he, my he, he's got an offensive lineman that you don't know that he took highly that you don't mm-hmm. know. Is he going to be available this year? And, and he's Very not going to be, you know. So he's he, – he, last year was a good year for him. It, it's, it's the best year he's had. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Well, the draft, yeah, it was great. But from I the, mean, from the draft, you, but you're kind of screwed if you don't get the quarterback. Exactly. And, 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 and Ryan Tannehill just kind of feels no. like a move. Like, okay, this is just a stopgap for now. We'll figure out something better down the road. Oof, that would be. Jet fans would be, you know, at least with Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's healthy, I think he's good. You know, he, he's yeah. shown that he can play on a winning team. Yes. It's just the health question that's really the issue, and it's a big mm-hmm. one. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah. But Ryan Tannehill, if the offseason winds up with Ryan Tannehill, oh, boy. Well, the one thing you know is he, he, you're going to be running the football a lot because that's what he did in Tennessee, yes. and that's what you're going to be doing here. <laughs> you're going to be running the football a lot and, mm-hmm. and hope to God that you don't – and hope when you get to the playoffs he won't throw three picks like he did on three possessions. <laughs> yeah, that would not be – that would not be the ideal offseason for the Jets, right? It would Tannehill. not. It Oof. would not. So Dan Olowski was on the Michael K show earlier today, Gordon, mm-hmm. and uh, the guys asked him, "What are the Jets' options at quarterback?" Here was what he said: "I think there's four options for the Jets. I think it's move forward with Zach Wilson. I think it's go get that Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's get Aaron Rodgers or go get a rookie. And those are the only realistic options. And as you start to look at it, you go, okay, what happens if Rodgers doesn't want to go? What happens if the Packers don't want to part? Garoppolo, yeah. So the thing is, Michael, like you better grease it. Like Joe Douglas, you've had a, a very good roster. You better get that one right. And then the reality is, too, he's got to go play. You got to go play him unless you go play Mike White for a couple weeks, kind of thing. But it's a big, big decision. All right, so what if Rodgers is the Jets' only option, Dan? Let's live in a world where Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Carolina and Derek Carr goes to whoever, the Saints, the Bucks, whoever. So if you're the Jets, then what's the option? You know, like you might sit here and tell me that you think Aaron Rodgers isn't a good fit, but then what or who is the fit? What's the answer? Because you got to go win it. You got to go win next year. You got to go get into the playoffs. So I, I really think like that's why the timing of all this matters. You got to sit there and go whether you think it's worth two first round picks or not. Your hands might be tied because it might not be the best quote unquote option. It might be your only one. Yeah, that it, it it's running to and see and Rogers is not helping them by stretching this out. He's not. He's killing them. No, he's absolutely. killing them. Yeah. And and Carr, you know, chatting with New Orleans, and you know, I don't know. They say that he he's been allowed to make his own decision, Gordon. So does that mean you just got to pay him? You don't have to do whatever. And 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 I know most people want Carr, uh, but my concern here is: is he going to fit with Hackett? Is, is Hackett yeah, I, going to be able to make the adjustment? I, I don't think that he's going to be part of it here. I don't. Uh, and I think that the Saints, I don't know what the heck they're doing. They're so far over the cap. They have no draft picks. They should be doing a complete teardown. They should not be trading for, for Derek Carr. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what are you thinking there? Uh, and all due respect to Dan Orlovsky, he knows more football than I do. But 
I'm, I'm sorry, the options for the Jets, two of them you can cross right off that he gave you. A rookie quarterback, there is no. zero chance. There is zero that. chance that the Jets start a rookie quarterback next year, and there's even less chance that they go into the year <laughs> starting Zach Wilson. Those yeah. two are not a the, – the, it, it's, it's, it's the way we broke it down. It's yep. all, all hands on deck for Aaron Rodgers. If you can't get Aaron Rodgers, you quickly pivot to Jimmy Garoppolo. If you cannot get Jimmy Garoppolo – Start polishing up those resumes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a failure of an offseason. If they end up with Brian Tannehill or Baker Mayfield or, or Gardner Minshew, oh my God, that would be disaster. It would be. It would be. And they would and you would deserve a new GM. Yeah. I mean <laughs> you, you, you you've now and you when they tell you that if you draft the wrong guy, it sets you back five years, this is what it looks like. That's right. You've already wasted two years on Zach Wilson. Now you're going to yep. sh- you're going to pivot to Ryan Tannehill for a year or two mm. while you're still kind of looking for the long. He's not the long term solution. He's going to be 35 next year. Play 12 games this year. Not good. Gordon, but I, I, say- I still think mm-hmm. that Rodgers is the guy. I still think that that's the only place that makes sense for Rodgers. Really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I just you know, but. It's the Jets. You can never, you can never bank on it too hard. But, but I'm just saying, what are you doing, going away in the dark? What do you? What does that say? Uh, he's what a does weird that say? Guy. Uh, I will say this for him. We always say that you have to do what works for you, and and mental health is is certainly more in the forefront now. So if this is yeah. what it, I don't know that this is why he's doing it. I think he just does these things to be weird and out there and and, and make it seem like he's smarter than everybody else. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt to this extent that maybe he's just trying to, to he's got a, a plan for his mental health and this is something he wants to try. And if he gets something out of it, you know, even if it's not real, if you mm-hmm. believe it's real, well, then it's real. So good for him. Uh, I'm looking forward to Please let me know when he goes in so we don't have to talk about Aaron Rodgers <laughs> for four days. Because when he leaves, I might go in for four days just so I have another four-day break from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Gordon, I'm going to make this comment. And I want to just give me your immediate response, immediate okay. response, okay? NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. <laughs> Look at that already. That's pretty good. I should go into comedy. This is great. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Express support for the league's officials with the quality of, the, of their execution. Quoting mm. the commissioner, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. End of quote. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is right up there. I, I, you would have think that that was something that Kyrie Irving. It's almost like there's a contest for the dumbest comment of the week, and Kyrie Irving was winning by such a blowout that Roger Goodell's like, "Well, we got to make this a little closer. Let me see what I can come up with." Never been better, Gordon. Never been better. Every Never. single week, there's things people screaming, and yelling about, <laughs> losing money on with the gambling and everything else. What the- Roger Goodell, it's never been better. Looks great never. from where I'm sitting on a never stack of thousand dollar bills. And speaking of money, <laughs> here's what the commissioner said about the future of NFL games, Gordon, on the new home for the Sunday ticket, Amazon, YouTube, Amazon, and of course YouTube. 
You'll see Amazon broadcasts starting next year and the year after. Their production quality was extraordinary. Their talent was extraordinary, too. But in addition to that, I think you're going to see people be able to interact with the game differently than you can on broadcast television. More two-way, more technology that's going to give you a different experience, and you'll watch football differently than you will in the past. And I think that's what's exciting about new partners. And that's when we, we look forward to our Sunday ticket package of YouTube. They will change the experience for people who have the Sunday ticket package. They will innovate. They'll create new ways to engage with their fans. They'll be younger. It'll be more accessible for our fans on a global basis. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And I think both of those partnerships are the future for us. No truth to the rumor that he was reading from the, uh, from the proposal from YouTube to the NFL. None, of those, those none of those things that he mentioned has anything to do with it. YouTube gave him the most money. It's the bottom line. It's about That's the, all it's about it the is. Case. It has nothing to do with being more, oh, it's more accessible than my television. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when they try to sell you those machines to make soda at home. Yes. Are people having a hard time finding soda? It's pretty available. Oh, my God. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it, how, he do, how he's able to do it with a straight face is amazing. Owners pay him good money to stand up there and do these and he conversations. Ma- he makes the money every. They they will not turn down a thin no. dime. If it will make them an extra nickel, they will absolutely go that route and do whatever it takes. So it has nothing to do with accessibility no. or technology or no. innovation. No. YouTube gave them the most money. Yep. Whatever they put up there, they'll be fine with. Amazon gave him a ton of money for Thursday night. YouTube gave him even more for the Sunday mm-hmm. ticket. That's it. That's all it's about. I guess that means my YouTube's going to go up too. They got to pay for it. Oh, right. <laughs> so God knows, yeah, no, no God knows what that's going to look like. I can only imagine. one 800 3776 We'll take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I want football. Uh, wasn't it great to see DeMar Hamlin make an appearance? To get his NFL PA award, that was fabulous. Did you hear this report that I got to see where it was from? But it was a doctor, I think, that was involved in his case that says that he will play football again. I did see that. I did see that. I, I, that blows me away. I, I thought for sure that he was he was not going to be able to come back. So uh, I mean, it's, it hasn't happened yet. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I guess that's good news. I don't know. I would be a little anybody coming back from an injury. It's it's always a little anxious mm-hmm. when that happens, and and this I mean the guy almost died. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. So um, hopefully he gets a clean bill of health and is able to come back. That would be great. Absolutely. And the basketball there was uh, one other trade tonight. Well, it was a bunch of trades. There was one other trade tonight. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's going back to L.A. Gordon. They finally got somebody to take uh, Russell Westbrook, huh? Yeah, three team deal. D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota. Uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from Utah. They are headed to L.A., Russell Westbrook, and a highly protected 2027 uh, first-round pick to the Jazz. And Mike Conley, who's on the road again, and other picks are headed to Minnesota. So uh, Beasley and Vanderbilt were two guys that uh, the Knicks apparently had some interest in, but you see what the price tag was. No. I don't think the Knicks were were paying that. You know, I saw one great stat, and it happened last night when when LeBron uh, finally got the record after we were Mm -hmm. off the air. Yeah. I saw a great stat. by him. Do you realize the longest active streak of scoring in double figures in the NBA is LeBron? He's done it over 1,100 games. The next guy, 1,100 games. 
He's scored at least 10 in, in every game he's played since, I think, 2007. Mm-hmm. The next guy is, I can't remember if it was Embiid or Durant, but it was like the next guy is like at 100. <laughs> he's at 1,100. <laughs> and the next guy is at like 100. It's crazy. You, you want to know what's crazy? The amount of points he's going to have when he retires. Yeah, because he's not done, right? And, and how far away is his son from playing? Is it two years? Yeah, I think it's two years. Because you figure he's got to go to got to go to college a year, and then following mm-hmm. he'll be able to you know play the second year, come out and then play. Is he good enough to play in the NBA? Is he going to get picked up? He's, I guess he'd get picked up by somebody if you if you know yeah. you're going to get LeBron with it. Yeah, yeah. Just he's for selling tickets. He's he's really good. He's he really is. good. okay. Yeah, he's really good. Now, LeBron James. But we'll see. You know, it's a different level, but we'll see. Yes. We'll see. But he's really good where he is. He he he's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it took 40 years to get to that. I mean, he's going to add another. Gordon, he could potentially add at least another 10,000 easily. If he plays two or three more years, two or three, four more years, he can add another 10,000 to his point before he says goodbye. Yeah, and you just think about how long you'd have to play. Oh, Well, maybe they'll they'll add a four-point shot. That'll make it easier for somebody to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> Maybe maybe they will. Maybe they will. Or you know, maybe his son will. Maybe his son will break his record. How about that? That would be. Wouldn't amazing. that be something? That would that be would something be else. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're up on 987 ESPN. Hey, Larry Gordon. You know, I was just thinking a big difference in today's NBA compared to let's say 30 years ago. You didn't have guys like Cam Thomas coming off the bench scoring 48, 50 points, three straight games. That never ever happened. 30 years ago in the NBA. You know, the average score was 90, 95 points. Now the average score is 120, 125 points. Mm-hmm. So you got different guys coming off benches or not playing and then thrusting into starting roles that score 30, 35 points a game. And uh, it's, it's funny. It's good. It's interesting. It's nice to watch it's the scoring, but totally different than the old NBA where you had defense and it was a totally different way of playing the game but it's it's still exciting you know fellas you know what i really miss around now and larry you'll remember this the minute i said college basketball big east basketball mm, acc yeah. bas- yeah, and it's all yeah. gone now i tell you i don't really get into it now larry i don't know about you i do watch a little bit but not much but not until the uh conference uh championships yeah, me too. that's why i am too before- yeah once, because then you're getting revved up. Like, I remember last year the Duke-North uh, Carolina game, Krzyzewski's mm-hmm. last game. Yeah. You remember that regular season oh, game? Oh, and then we went I can never forget. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. And then we led up to the uh, conference playoffs. That was nice. And then, of course, the NCAA tournament. By then, we're ready to go. So, it's good. But, you know, I always miss the old Syracuse-Georgetown games, mm-hmm. the St. John, John's Villanova game. Sure. All gone, you know. Yeah. No, no, mean, no meaning with those games anymore. Not until at least the uh, the conference uh, t- tournament. So, okay, yeah. fellas, always a pleasure. Thank right, you, Thanks for checking in. Yeah, those were you know the Big East tournament at the Garden. Gordon was always you know always a lot of fun, and you had that local flair, and it was such a you know such a battle and, and rivals. They were all rivals in the, in that conference with Syracuse, St. John's, Georgetown, Villanova. You mm-hmm. know, the list goes on and on, and and they were you know it, it was exciting. But to go back to what Richard started out with. Gordon, the pace of play, you know, you go back uh, and it was Showtime Lakers and the Lakers were one of the few teams that was running back in that that era. Mm-hmm. And of course, Boston, they always ran. But but now everybody's pushing, the, except the Knicks, 
consistently, everybody's pushing pace. So by you pushing pace, it gives you more opportunities. You, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the defense is not as good as it was. You have trailers putting up threes. It's a different philosophy. It's an offensive philosophy. Although when you get to the postseason, it does change a little bit. But for the regular season, there's no question. It's about it's about putting points on the board. Yeah, that's what I it mean, is. Positionless basketball. Everybody yeah. can shoot the three now. Uh, you know, you were joking last night. You were right. It, the, um, Kareem had three. Had I think it was one three pointer. Yeah. Out of all mm-hmm. of his points, only one came. Uh, uh, only three of them came from beyond the arc. So you just wonder if he had brought up now. He, he wouldn't he, have a hook he, shot. Yeah, he, yeah, probably. I mean, he would have been a different. He'd been forced to play a different style all yeah. throughout. He'd he'd be he'd be a wing guy. He'd be shooting. Yeah, he'd be, he'd, he'd be Porzingis. He'd be shooting from the three. And you're like, why is he shooting from the three? You just it is such an era when you think about great centers, Gordon. Uh, you, know, you talk about Chamberlain and you talk about Jabbar and you talk about all the centers. You know, during the much much later, when you talk about the the Olajuwans and the Ewings and the centers of the '90s and Shaq. And you imagine Shaq putting up threes. Can you imagine Shaquille O'Neal being uh, yeah, a three-point he, shooter? Yeah, he was a different. He was a different. Because he was just so powerful. Oh, but but if you if you see this kid uh, Wembayama, yeah, who's going to be the number one pick this year, mm-hmm. he he kind of I mean he's what is he seven five? Yeah, he's ridiculously tall. He, yeah, he looks like if you were to create a player on a video game, if you put all the dials on ten, you know, what I mean, he's, he's super mm-hmm. thin, he's super long, uh, but he shoot, you know, he, he handles the ball, he he can shoot from outside, he can do everything. So yeah. If, as great as Kareem has, and he, I think, still has to be in the conversation as the greatest player of all time, considering how dominant he was in college, yeah, how dominant he was in the NBA, and and even without a three point shot, still held the the, the scoring title for forty something years. It's amazing. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a a totally different game now. It really is. It really is. And and I'm not going to say it, it can't happen because I mean, when Wilt had it. <laughs> You know, probably nobody thought that it was going to be broken by Will. Kareem breaks it. Nobody thought it was going to be broken by Kareem. I just think it's going to be very tough for somebody to beat LeBron because LeBron's going to, going to play for some more years. And it's not that he's only going to play some more years, Gordon, but it's the level of his of his ability that drives still, you crazy. Still playing at a very high level. That's for sure. All right, my friend, I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. All right, we'll follow Islanders Hockey here on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for joining us tonight for ESPN New York Tonight. Joe Harvey, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitz, they'll continue. Give you all the details on the trade next on 98.7 ESPN.